Hey there, direct response entrepreneurs. My name is Zach Radford and I'm gonna be your host on this journey into marketing secrets and into these golden opportunities. Have you ever felt like your newsletter is a one-way conversation? You're pouring your heart into it, but the echo coming back is just too faint. Trust me, I know that feeling. The long hours, the strategizing, the crafting each newsletter to only, f well, to fall flat. But what if I told you that there was a way to make your audience eagerly anticipate your next newsletter, but not only that, have them become your best promoters? Sounds like a dream, right? Well, dream no more because in this week's episode of Direct Response Secrets, we are tackling this head on. We are going to reveal a whopping 37 ways to grow your newsletter fast. Yes, you heard me right. 37. So buckle up, folks. It's going to get real informative, real fast. And remember to hit that subscribe button if you like this content. And let's dive into the secrets that'll turn your newsletter from a monologue into a buzzing conversation. On your marks, get set, grow. this. It's 2012 and Alex Lieberman, a young finance graduate, is using his spare time to write a simple business newsletter aimed at his former classmates. The content, a digest of business news, simply explained for non-Wall Street folks. The name, you guessed it, Morning Brew. You can relate, can't you? We've all been there, starting something out of passion, pouring our heart into it, waiting for that big break, that's where Alex was. His aim was humble, to help his friends understand the complex world of finance without all of that jargon. Little did he know he had just struck gold. The aha moment came when signups began to roll in far beyond his immediate network. He had created something that resonated that people needed. It was the simplicity of Morning Brew that was its magic. They were after an underserved niche that Alex and his co-founder Austin capitalized on, transforming this small newsletter into a multi-million dollar media empire. But their path wasn't easy. They faced challenges. Traditional media giants scoffed at them. The struggle to monetize, the fight for attention in the cluttered inbox, yet they persisted. They stayed true to their vision. They focused on their audience's needs. They never compromised on quality of their content. So newsletters have been around for a very long time. And one of the quotes that comes to mind is from uh, Andrew Chan. He says, newsletters are like cockroaches of the internet. They just won't die. Uh, here's another one for you. Email has the ability uh, that many challenge, uh, other channels don't, creating valuable personal touches at scale. That's from Dave Newman. In the end, Morning Brew wasn't just another newsletter. It was a revolution. It was the icon of digital media space and a beacon for millions seeking clarity in a complex world of business news. Remember, just like Alex and Austin, we all have the power to turn a simple idea into a resounding success. Trust your instincts, serve your audience, and you'll never underestimate the power of email. Uh, creating a newsletter is the equivalent of growing and tending a garden. You need to plant seeds with your content. You need to nurture it with engagement, 
prune away everything that is unrelevant and watch as your subscriber base grows. Now, if you like this content, and I'm about to drop a ton of value bombs on you today, 37 to be exact, make sure that you rate and subscribe and comment wherever you're seeing this content. I appreciate you. Now let's get into the teaching side. So about, I'd say the last 12 months or so, I have spent building newsletters. Uh, I've, I've built three at two very, very large. The third one is well on its way. And I, I've recently exited from those two newsletters uh, for, for six figures plus. Great opportunity. I've sent well over a million emails and I grew all of them very, very fast. Uh, a lot faster than I thought was possible. So the information I have here is just not theory. This is stuff that I've tested and it's gonna help and grow and scale your business. Let's jump into it. Grow your newsletter fast. Growing a newsletter fast depends on delivering high quality content that's unique and that resonates with your target market. It's about adding value, people. The more valuable your content is, the more likely they are to pay attention and anticipate it and ultimately want to read what you have to say. So here's 37 ways to grow your newsletter fast. Number one, ensure your content is reader focused. Make sure that every aspect of your newsletter is about the reader so it can lead them to, you know, learn something or be valuable in their lives. It just makes total sense. Number two, deliver high quality, high value content um, that's worth reading. And make it so good, in fact, that they'd be willing to pay for it. Number three, Optimize for time in inbox. I don't know if this is a thing, but this is something that I keep saying and I keep seeing come up is there's a correlation with how much time somebody spends reading your email inside of their inbox to how well the placement gets inside of Google and other major email carriers. So make sure that you're focusing, like if you do the first two, you make your content about them and you deliver high quality content, it's going to naturally happen, but that, that's just something to consider. The longer somebody spends reading your newsletter inside their uh, email box has to have benefits. Google sees that, Hotmail sees that, all of these other uh, services see that. So that just makes sense, something to keep an eye on. Number four, optimize for open rates. Use headlines in your emails that are geared towards the benefits of your users and what they're going to get if they click. Now, one of the biggest mistakes that I see young or new newsletter owners do is they'll have a hypey uh, tagline or headline rather, and then they click it and they can't deliver the promises. That is an ultimate letdown. Make sure whatever your headline is, is super targeted to what your content is and make sure that you don't just like say Facebook ad training, like that's boring. You know what I mean? Scale your ads something along those lines, make it sexy, make it spicy. And, and so they can click on it and then they can learn how they're going to do the thing that we're promising. Uh, we want to, uh, that's how we optimize for open rates. Use emojis. Now people are like, Oh, emojis will flag, uh, <laughs> will flag email senders and all this possibly. All right. And I'm not like the ultimate email sender guy. I have no idea. I don't have all the answers. I've used emojis ever since I started the emails, uh, newsletters and they work, they get attention, they open things up. Now I'm not just plastering them in every single square inch of the email. I'm using them sparingly, 
but I'm using them to gather and harness attention. So that, that's one way to do it. Improve your click-through rate. So this just comes down to experimenting. There's no magic words that I've seen that are like, this helps increase click-through rate, maybe marginally, but not even enough to mention. What does really make an impact is user experience. So use, if you've been sending the same email in the same format and the same everything over and over and over and over again, consider how can you improve that uh, for user experience and, and test some things to increase your click-through rates. Uh, that brings me to the next one. Number seven, conduct split test. Regardless if you have a 60 plus percent open rate, which uh, may sound high, on our newsletters uh, combined, we had two or 110,000 readers. We were at 55.5% open rate at the time of my exit. And that that's huge. That, so every time we send an email, we got like 55,000 plus people opening their, their emails. And um, yeah, that's because why? The content in there was phenomenal. And even if you have that, guess what I was doing every day to achieve that? I was split testing. I was, I was testing everything. I was testing headlines. I was testing uh, formats inside the newsletter. I was I was testing like um, how we link to things, how we structured our content. There was a thousand ways. Uh, one tip that I can give you that was extremely powerful to kind of unlock the door for us, and I'm using it right here with you right now, is listicles. People love lists. They love hearing the quick things that they can do, implement into their business, and get results. So that's something you consider with your newsletter. All right, number eight, use Sparkloop. Sparkloop is super underutilized. I think it's a great way for managing referrals and growing your email list. It was the number one growth tool that we used, and I've seen it used by other newsletters um, to really grow. And essentially what Sparkloop is, is when somebody signs up for uh, another newsletter, they get you get offered an opportunity for them to sign up with yours as well. It's kind of like a co-reg situation, but not really. Uh, and it's a great way to grow your list. Uh, Autofocus for conversions, uh, number nine. So I actually got this off the uh, Sparkloops website and I have not tested this personally. I just thought it was really cool. I thought I would include it for you. So autofocus is... Um, it's a Boolean, not to get too technical, but essentially it's something that you can do within your HTML that will allow your um, your email form to prioritize load time over everything else. They're saying that they saw a, uh, a 4X increase in conversion from this. It's super free and easy to use. Uh, I will include a little blurb in the newsletter about it, how to do it and a link to where to find it, but that's really, really cool. Uh, number 10, shocker, run ads. <laughs> this is like, this is what I do. So uh, whenever, you know, whatever's working organically, just amplify it in your ads and paid media. Find out where your customers hang out and, and run ads to them. That's a great, easy one uh, to do. Number 11, cross promotions. Cross promotions and JVs are are, are just butter. It's, it's an easy way for both parties to come together, provide value, mention each other in each other's newsletters, and to ultimately grow and scale your businesses, especially if they're related. So how would I go about doing this? I would look at all the top newsletters in my space and in my industry, and I'd reach out to them and become friends with them, try to add value to them. Instead of being like, 
hey, can you feature my stuff? No, you feature them in your newsletter and reach out to them and say, hey, I love what you're doing there. I just featured you. I would, I'd be open and do the same on your side if you're open to it. If not, it's all cool. It's good. Talk to you later. Peace. <laughs> all right. Uh, number 12, talk to your audience. I like, this is super underrated. And you've, If you've listened to my podcast for any time, you know, I just like, I harp on talking to the customer. I think the customer is always right. You've heard that saying, the customer is always right. Well, it's true because they are the customer. Your readers are always right. And by having a conversation, so how do you have a conversation with one of your readers? All you have is their email. Offer to do a consulting session. Offer to host a live event uh, where they can come to Zoom where you're doing some sort of free training. Get everybody there and ask them what they like about your content and what you can do to improve that. That will grow your business. That will, You can identify how they're using your content, how they're implementing it. Uh, little side story. So I met with somebody when I was writing for the early checkout who essentially was... Like she said to me, she's like, I love your newsletter, but I hate it because I open it and I get lost for two hours in it. I, I read it and it's, I just consume all the content and it's so good and all these different things. I was like, all right, well, what do you want me to change? And she says, nothing. <laughs> I was like, okay, perfect. So she really liked the format that we were running and everything was good. Her biggest complaint is that when she opened it and, and, and started to dig into the content that she was down the rabbit hole for, for two hours. And that's, that's a personal thing. I, that's a great sign that your newsletter's on a great track, but I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have known that unless I would have talked to my audience. Something else that you can do that is very, um, you get instant feedback is having some sort of mechanism where people can rate each newsletter that just gives you a, a finger on the pulse. It's kind of like, you know, writing a newsletter, you are kind of like in a vacuum because like you create your content and then you put it out and then you're like, how many open rate? And you just, all you have is the data to kind of tell you what is happening. But at least if you have some sort of feedback mechanism, you can get some, yeah, it sucked. No, yeah, it was good. Or, you know, it was amazing or whatever ones you want to use. But uh, we had that with all the newsletters, which worked great. Uh, Reduce unsubscribes. So, Allow subscribers to control their uh, what emails they receive from you. This I've struggled to do, but I know it works. So we're basically, um, so our, our current newsletter, for example, we had a massive list and then we've cut out 90% of it. And the reason I've cut out 90% of it, because I want engagers. I would rather have, so to me, one engaged listener and reader is worth a thousand million non-engaged. Like if you're not reading my stuff and, and consuming my content, I don't want you in my world. And you should think about that as well. That took me a very long to come to a uh, very long time to come to that conclusion. And it wasn't easy getting rid of subscribers that you've worked so hard to get is like, ah, uh. but now once a month, I'm like, who hasn't engaged in the last 90 days? See you later. I send them one email to see if they want to re-engage. If they don't re-engage, adios amigos, uh, you know, and we just focus on uh, bringing new people in and creating better content. Number 14, repurpose your content. I have not got into this a lot, uh, but you know, I know this could be very beneficial to you. That's why I've included it. So convert your newsletters into podcasts, Twitter threads, 
in other YouTube videos. It's a great way to repurpose your content. Number 15, add social proof. Include testimonials and subscriber count to enhance and credibility. If you have a ton of subscribers, tell people about it. If you don't have a ton of subscribers, tell people about it. Just like when we we're first uh, launching Direct Response Secrets, I think we had something like 200 people on a list. That's it. And I would still tell everybody about it. I said, yeah, we got 200 really hungry, really engaged uh, people reading and consuming content. So there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, number 16, give shout outs. So highlight uh, mention people and brands that your audience will care about. This will increase the chances that they'll share your newsletter. Of course, think of your newsletter as press because you are the press. You are documenting what's happening in your industry. You're talking about secrets and other different things. You are the press. So give people shout outs and guess what? People will be receptive to that. Who doesn't like to get featured in the news? Everybody, man, especially if you're trying to grow a business, especially brands, all that other stuff. So that was number 16. Number 17, add a lead magnet. Ooh, provide instant value for your new subscribers. So recently you may have seen that I have included a, uh, a lead magnet with ours and it is actually working quite well. Uh, let me just pull it up for you and I'll read the exact headline and, uh, and tell you how it's working here. So it says, uh, avoid nine fatal advertising mistakes preventing entrepreneurs from hitting seven figures by using the direct response operating system. Ooh, sexy, right? Everybody's like, what is the direct response operating system? What are the nine fatal things that I'm not doing? That is um, curiosity. That is... And I've recently learned this uh, from the man, the myth, the legend, Myron Golden. Uh, if you haven't checked any of his stuff out, he's really good. He's a smart man. He was talking about, and what we do as marketers is that we move people towards pleasure. So it's like, make seven figures in X amount of time. Instead of doing that with your lead magnets, focus on the pain that you're moving them away from. So instead of, Instead of like get to seven figures by using the direct response secret operating system, I'm like, hey, avoid these nine things uh, in order to get the result that you want. It adds more trust and credibility to your message. And it's true. Like we want to know where the pit, uh, if you're an expert, you know, it's your job to show people where all the, the holes are so they don't step in it and uh, they can cruise on to the promised land and get the results that they're after. All right. Let's get into the next one. The next one is number 18. Add a referral program. Referral programs work really good. Uh, I, I've seen like, you can do like an affiliate style one. That works really, really well. And I'm going to lump number 19 in here because it's like run a referral giveaway. Again, similar concepts. We want to turn our audience into promotion house the promotion house for us. We want them to tell their friends, put it on social, get it out there, and then give them benefits for doing that. You'd be surprised how many people will just do it for free if your content is absolutely fire. Uh, a great newsletter that I read all the time and I've referred a lot of people to is uh, James Clear's um, 123, I think it's called. 
And you can just go to jamesclear.com and check it out. I'm not sponsored by them or I have anything affiliated with it. He just has a very simple format and it's great. And every Thursday you get an email and you're like, hey, this is cool. It gives you inspiration. It challenges your thought, your mind, all that great stuff. And he just has a simple referral program there. No prizes. You can take it to the next level by adding prizes uh, and encourage them to, uh, to refer people to get stuff. Like who doesn't like free stuff? So that works out well. Okay, so that was 18 and 19. Number 20, play the long game with SEO. Optimize your content for the search engine for to increase invisibility, not invisibility, <laughs> to increase visibility. You don't want to be invisible in the marketing game. I tell you what, you want to be very, very visible. And uh, by focusing on SEO, this is something that will help you get there. So, so think about that when you're creating your content and uh, I'm not going to go deep into like how you do SEO. Just Google it. You'll you'll figure it out. Um, but essentially, you want to get your tags and your headlines and everything organized and putting your content in a way that makes sense for the search engine to collect it. That's it. Uh, and over time, my personal experience with SEO on ProfitableAds.com, we've ranked for a ton of major keywords. It's, it's Crusher. It's the number one driver for traffic. Now for newsletters, it's a different thing because we have ads in there. We have like, it's not necessarily advantageous to go to write in the format for just search engines. You really have to write for people first and then think about search engines after. It doesn't necessarily rank the best, uh, but there is potential there. And just, uh, you're gonna be creating content anyways, Take two seconds to optimize it for SEO. You'll thank me. Okay, number 21, optimize your content for sharing. Make it super easy for subscribers to share your newsletter and your content. And if you're listening to this, uh, you know, take two seconds and share my newsletter, man. I would not be offended in any way. I literally have a button that you just push, boop, and you can share it anywhere you want. Makes it super simple. And you should be doing the same in your newsletter. Okay, number 22, experiment with sending frequencies. Now, depending on your industry and how things work, are you business to business? Are you business to customer? Uh, there, there's different uh, formats that people like. For example, if you're gonna send an email at eight o'clock on a Friday night to businesses, you're probably not gonna get a whole lot of response. Uh, your open rates will suffer. On the other hand, if you're sending it at like six or seven o'clock on a Tuesday or a Thursday, that's kind of the sweet spot that I've found that works. I spent, I sent on Thursday. I set it for like five o'clock my time, but most of like 90% of the opens are like uh, seven o'clock and on. Uh, I'm also um, Atlantic Standard Time, but you'll find your sweet spot and that just come from, came from practice. So think about your reader and what their day looks like. What time do they wake up? Where are they going? Are they driving to the office? Are they, uh, you know, what are they eating for breakfast? What, like, what does their day look like? And then when is the most, op like the best time to send them that email? And uh, kind of think about that and test some things. Again, split test it and see what works best for your industry. Number 23, leverage community. Online communities are a tool for newsletter growth. So my end goal is to build a massive community around direct response secrets. I'm in the process of finishing my book and getting everything organized. Community is so great because 
A, you get to hang out with cool people that are like-minded, and B, if you do a good job in serving them, they will tell others naturally about what you're doing. It just, it works out great. Number 24, advertise on other newsletters. Advertise your newsletters on other uh, um, popular newsletters. And the reason you want to do that is because people that read newsletters, well, they tend to read other newsletters as well. There's something called modalities, and I talk about this quite often because we, we need to, to understand that like if somebody's a reader, they're most likely a reader. If someone's a listener, they're most likely a listener. They're a podcast person. If someone's visual, they will do um, video and other forms. Now, I'm not saying there's not a crossover. People listen to podcasts and videos and stuff like that. That does happen, but people have their preferred method, and... Um, uh, people that are subscribed to other newsletters have already checked that box and say, hey, I read newsletters. And you're like, Kate, I'm coming I'm to bring the value to you and, and get you on my list. Number 25, work with influencers. Uh, collaborate with influencers to reach new audiences. I think this is super underutilized. And now the word influencer, I'm not talking like Kim Kardashian, promote my newsletter. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about finding micro creators that you can incentivize for very low cost to create content about your business and drive traffic. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, this could be in the form of creating an affiliate program and signing up affiliates and, and getting people to promote your stuff, which I'm in the process of doing. So keep your eyes out for our affiliate program for our books and our challenges and everything that we have coming up. Uh, you will get full notice on that. But we can create an affiliate program and, and be like, hey, I will split the profits with you. You drive some traffic. You're really good at creating content. I'm really good at closing people. Let's come together and you'll make some money. I'll make some money. It's a win-win situation. So that's what I mean by influencers. And anybody who buys any of my stuff, anybody who signs up in any capacity, joins our communities, anything, guess what? They all go on the newsletter list because that's how we stay in content or in contact and that is top of mind, which is very important. Number 26, add personalization. So your from your signup forms uh, and the messages that you send, you want to try to be as personalized as possible. I don't do a great job at this. Uh, I'm just saying uh, you can get really creative and there's fancy softwares that allow you to, somebody puts their name in their emails and so it's like, hey, John, thanks for reading our newsletter. I don't do that. I've never done that with any of our newsletters. I haven't had that issue. I usually just address people by um, what what I want to, what I think they should associate as like, so direct response entrepreneurs, that's kind of what we do in our community. Uh, when I was, uh, before I sold the, uh, the early checkout, it was Shopify store owners. And before I sold growth memo, it was kind of growth marketers. So you have to understand what your audience identifies as. I think that's far enough, but you can get crazy with the personalization, first names and all that stuff. That's not a bad thing. I've just haven't done that uh, to its full potential. All right, number 27, an ambassador program. Implement a program where dedicated readers actively promote your newsletter. Very similar to the influencer route. The difference is this would probably work if you were like Morning Brew. Um, that would work really well. If, if you already had a massive audience and some raving fans. Now, I say that. That's probably a limiting belief on my side um, because we we had like 10,000 
At one point, we had 10,000 readers, and we had lots of raving fans. We could have easily did an ambassador program. Essentially, you give them some free swag. Uh, you give them some free time, maybe a free training, and uh, ask them if they want to be ambassadors. And so they post on their socials for you, and, and they really pump uh, your brand, and that's another way to get some. I like the other way better. I like the. I think that if someone's promoting us, uh, I want to make sure that they're getting paid, and I want to get paid too. So uh, that's the type of people I attract, and that's the type of people I want to work with. All right. Number 28, boost your uh, personality. So showcase your personality or your teams to build a human connection with your audience. This I do well. <laughs> I think I'm just, I'm myself. I do script some of my intros, but like 90% of my teaching is just kind of uh, trying to add value uh, the best that I can uh, with the knowledge that I do have. If you're very robotic in your writing, don't be spice it up a little bit, man. Be yourself or gal, spice it up and uh, put your touch on it. Uh, one of my favorite quotes by Oscar Wilde is be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. So that's the truth. Be yourself and be authentic. And that's a great way to grow your personal brand, your newsletter and anything else that you do. Because if you do that over a long enough period of time, people will start to recognize that and know it's you. It's beautiful. Number 29, Acquire other newsletters. Consider acquiring under-monetized newsletters that, and folding them into your own. Now, that's exactly what my mentor is doing still to this day. Uh, and he's, he did an amazing job. I think they acquired 20 or 30 newsletters so far. They got over half a million uh, readers across all of their platforms or more. That's just what I know of. I'm sure there's more to it. But this is a great way and a great strategy to bring people in. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you basically buy them. So that works great. Number 30, engage with your audience. Build relationships with your readers and encourage them to share your newsletter. Uh, come on, guys. You can share share the podcast <laughs> as well or share the newsletter. This is a, uh, again, it just comes back. It may be a little redundant, this one, but if you don't ask, uh, your readers won't do it. So make sure that you're putting clear call to actions. If you want someone to share, make sure you're putting that out there. Number 31, keep an eye on your analytics. So I think this is super underutilized. Your analytics is like all you have as a newsletter. You have like your open rates, your click-through rates. Uh, I would love to see how long people are spending in their email, uh, in their email box reading my emails. I don't know that number, but I would love to see that because just like time on site, uh, if you if you have a shorter email and you have them click through onto your website, you can tell how long somebody's actually spending on your site, what pages they're going to, are they scrolling, are they reading, are they consuming the content? These are all indicators that allow you to make strategic decisions as a newsletter owner or a marketer to, uh, to get, get them to take some action. So look at your analytics, that's a great source. Okay, next one. 32, implement a welcome series. Highly underutilized, I don't know why. I've signed up for like 30 or 40 different newsletters and I would say about 10% of them utilize welcome emails. I, do, I don't send 10 welcome emails. I send one really good and valuable email that they're like, wow, this is, I can't believe I just got all this information. So I kind of shock and awe method, but you can send five emails. You can send 10 emails. You can, you can set up the way you want, but 
what, how I like to think about it is the way that somebody is introduced to your business or brand is how they're going to interact and be with you for long term. So think about if you go over to someone's house for dinner. All right. You go over to someone's house for dinner and you're excited to have dinner. You're like, okay, fine. I'll come over. You've been asking me. I'll come over, come over for dinner. You sit there, you're getting ready and they're bringing out uh, pizza pockets. And you're like, well, I could have pizza pockets at home. I was expecting something a little bit different. That's like a welcome email series. If you give them pizza pockets, <laughs> they may not come back. If you give them uh, tomahawk steak when, <laughs> when they opt in, they're going to be like, damn, I want to eat that some more. And, and that's what we want to do. We want to get them hooked on our content by providing a tremendous amount of value. All right. That was number 32. Number 33, improve your newsletter design. This just makes sense. Think about, again, your user experience, everything that I've ever done in the newsletter business stems from what my reader wants and needs. Even though like I'm trying to explain it and express it to you in a way that's like, I cannot emphasize this enough. They don't even know what they want. 95% of the time they think they know what they want, but they don't. So you really have to make sure that you're looking at your design from, um, a usability standpoint. Now, as you grow a large team and things start happening, people are like, oh, we'll just put this section in and we'll just do this. Oh, this is the easy way to do it. No, wrong. Never do it the easy way. Always do it what's in the best interest for your customer way. Always, every single time. All right, enough yelling. Sorry for yelling at you. All right, 34. Um, progressive profiling approach. Ask for little bits of information about your subscribers over time to get them to know the, get to know them better. Surveys are great for this. If, if you're gonna do some sort of uh, challenge or some sort of giveaway, get them to give you some information and implement that, connect that back to whatever you're using to send your emails, whether that's Beehive or whatever it is. Collect as much information about your readers as possible. Why? Well, it gives us a better idea of who they are and how they're using our product and how they're consuming and, and how we can improve and make things better. Okay, number 35, mobile optimization. I don't know how many times I've subscribed to a newsletter on my phone and I get it and I can't even read it. So that is, that's Hot Pockets, man. That is, that is cheap, fast food that you don't want to put into your body. Um, <laughs> like, it's 2023 people. We need to be optimizing for mobile. That is for sure. All right. Number 36, retargeting campaigns. Use cookie data to target website visitors who have not signed up. Here is like a pro tip if you want. So if you're using Google Tag Manager, you can identify uh, and organize people uh, by tags, by time spent on site. So someone who spends on your landing page over 30 seconds, well, they were really taking the time to consume things. And if they didn't opt in, they didn't go to the next page, that pool of audience should be served an ad to bring them back. Why? Give them something, bribe them to join the list. That That's what's up because they took the time to visit your landing page, spend 30 seconds kind of consuming and looking over everything and they didn't sign up. Why? Life, life probably happened. They were looking and they were gonna do it. Their wife, their partner, uh, you know, they were on the bus. They were doing, like life happens. The, these retargeting ads are very inexpensive and a great way to bring them back to your business uh, and get them to sign up. 
Number 37, promote on guest posts and other podcasts. Well, so here, here's the thing. I'm a big modality guy. Like you can do the podcast things to promote everything, which I'm about to be doing a, if you have a podcast, reach out to me. I'd love to be on it. I'd love to provide some value to you and your audience because we're going to be promoting our book in a big way. Uh, direct response secrets, spend $1 on ads and get two back or more. That's the name. That's the title. And we're going to be using podcasts. Now, everybody who buys that book will then become a subscriber uh, on uh, direct response secrets. So you, I recommend leaning towards the guest post because it's written and people that like to read writing will also like to read newsletters. So that's a great way to do that. Again, just reach out value first, but you can do it uh, via podcasts as well. Um, it just, there might be a modality issue and it might not be as effective as, as you want. So keep that in mind. So that's the 37. These strategies uh, can make your newsletter more engaging, more valuable, and more shareable, um, allowing you to grow your business uh, in an effective way. Hopefully you found this extremely valuable. I had the best time creating this content for you and I'll see you in the next one. Peace. Wow. Now, that's a lot of information. 37 different ideas to implement. Here you go. Take one or two of those, implement it, see how it works, pivot, 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 <laughs> and see what works to grow and scale your business. I hope you enjoyed that episode because I absolutely love creating this content for you. If you could do me a solid and our community is solid, uh, go to wherever you're listening to your podcast, take two seconds right now and leave me a review. Uh, provide me some feedback. I love creating this content for you. And the more feedback I get, the better content I create, the larger our community grows and the bigger reach we have. And I will see you in the next one. I appreciate you for being here. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and I'll talk soon. Cheers.